0: Season's Greetings from Epcot where we are celebrating Festival of the Holidays. This podcast is just simply dedicated to going around this beautiful park and checking out everything that is connected to this wonderful time of year. So, please join us as we celebrate Festival of the Holidays at Epcot. And be sure to uh, check out DisneyAtPlay.com because our uh, post there will include photos and videos and links that will be part of tonight's podcast from Epcot. It's been several podcasts but one of the things I talked about was the idea that Spaceship Earth could be used as sort of a lights of winter type experience in the front of the park. For those of you who hearken back to the glory days of Epcot, you'll recall that there was a set of archways that connected between World uh, Showcase and Future World. And you would go through these uh, arches that would light up and would sing the songs of Christmas. Well, indeed, that is kind of what's happened. It's not perfect, but it is kind of glorious. And in fact, I have a version or two that you can listen to um, on the uh, website. So definitely check that out. But it adds a really nice touch to the holidays to have this music playing and to see the lights on Spaceship Earth, having the monorail come by uh, all in glow. It just uh, sets the tone for the holidays as you come into the park. It's pretty, pretty cool. If the Land Pavilion is about all things organic, then you probably don't have a better example of a holiday tradition being more organically grown than what has come to the living with the land. It seemed like about three, maybe four years ago, I was writing this attraction And as you got toward the very, very end of it, when you got to the laboratory windows, there was a little Christmas tree something, holiday decorations. It seemed very homegrown. And then the following year, well, they added a few more lights. It it was, um, it was kind of sweet and kind of, again, organic in its own way. But at the same time, I was kind of sitting there and thinking, uh, did anybody in Imagineering find out that they're doing this? Because this looks like it's not planned by Imagineering. This does not look, this does not look uh, commissioned or approved by any stretch. And then I think we went into the pandemic. And last year, they, they had a few more added to it, surprisingly. Well, this year, uh, they have embraced the holiday lights perhaps living with the land is the new replacement for the osborne festival as well it's not even close to the number of lights but once you get past the the jungle and the prairie and the farm once you get past the the film portion of this attraction and you go into into the actual farms themselves the whole thing has been decked out with the holidays and not only is it full of lights and decorations? But they've actually changed the narrative to talk about celebrating the holidays via food and via... Um, and, they, and they give examples like cocoa uh, being used for chocolate and fish being one of the great celebratory foods in Asia or in parts of the world. Uh, it it just it t- oranges in a stocking. They came up with some very creative narrative to support the idea of simply putting Christmas decorations in living with the land. And honestly, it's kind of cool. It's it has. I, I was not I was not really into it originally, but I have to say, every time I come around, it's. It's a little something more. So we're gonna put uh, a video that kind of highlights what all that looks like on uh, the Disney at Play post. So check that out. But uh, very interesting addition that has organically grown into Festival of the Holidays here at Epcot. Okay, we make our way to World Showcase, and when your first pavilion or kiosk that you see is holiday hearth desserts, you can't help but stop and uh, take a look. And I've got Madison with me to uh, taste test some of these delectables around World Showcase. And our first one, we actually had two things we got the peppermint bark. For my wife, she loves all things peppermint. And one of the problems at Walt Disney World is there are very few peppermint um, holiday treats here compared to Disneyland. Disneyland has a ton of really wonderful peppermint chocolatey things and so forth. Here, not so much. However, uh, we did find some peppermint bark and we took a, a small taste of it to give the rest to Kath. Uh, what did you think of the peppermint bark, Madison?
1: Well, I'd like to say already I'm eating two different treats and they're already really good. Like the peppermint bark, I, I was already uh, I was already really delighted because it, it just tasted uh, simple but, but delicious.
0: Yeah, and the second dessert that Madison's referencing is a Spaceship Earth-shaped uh, salted caramel cookie which uh, again, what do you think of that one? I did, I agree, I like the peppermint bark. I might like it cold, because I kind of like that, that snap on peppermint bark, but you take it home and you can put it in the refrigerator they put it in a bag for you. What about the cookie though? What did you think about the cookie?
1: I, I really enjoyed the cookie too. I love the sugar on top. I didn't taste, I didn't notice too much of the filling in between the cookie. But I'd say it was also a really delightful taste.
0: The, the, the filling is really good. But I agree with you, Madison. Not a lot of uh, filling in between. The cookie was actually pretty soft and fairly moist. But I kept thinking all the way through it. I wish I had some eggnog or s- some hot chocolate to go with it. Something to milk even to, to kind of take on that cookie. There is a a cookie stroll through World Showcase. Last year Madison and I did the entire cookie stroll and we did enough cookies to then qualify for the free cookie but we were so tired of cookies and we ran out of time and the holidays came nine, and we never got the free five, we, uh, we never got the free cookie. A dazzling display of our shared humanity. Featuring spectacular fireworks, multimedia, fountains, and lights, as we fill the lagoon with a global community of voices, celebrating the magic of Disney music and the music little announcement theater. underway. We hope you'll join us for Harmonious beginning this evening at 9.45. So and a little announcement for Harmonious, and by the way, we'll provide you a little announcement in that Disney has announced that they are going to do New Year's Eve fireworks here at Epcot. So that's a biggie. I was surprised that they weren't planning on it at first, but uh, they're going. They're going for it, and, uh, and that's good holiday news. I'm taking a look at Genie Plus as we head around World Showcase. I noticed that you could still buy the pass to go on Frozen Ever After um, here, uh, which uh, we did a couple of weeks ago. Last time we were here at Epcot, we took advantage of that. And uh, that was kind of uh, uh, that was kind of cool. It was nice to just walk on to Frozen Ever After and, uh, and to be able to do that without any real hassle to it. Um, and it's available this evening. What's almost uh, what? It is uh, eight twenty-one right now. And still, uh, times are available around nine twenty. Ratat- Ratatouille is full. Um, last week, when I had a group here. Vit uh, managers, we took advantage of buying that pass, and that was a walk-on experience to go on Ratatouille. That was so good. To get in the virtual queue means nothing at Ratatouille. It means you have doomed yourself to what seems to be a wait of over an hour. Uh, so, if you think that the virtual queue is is going to make it easier for you to get on the ride, it is not the case, and perhaps that's one of the disappointing aspects. Of that, but but uh, well, with Frozen, um, it is uh, of course the standby line. In Frozen isn't so great either, but but if buying one of those passes appeals to you to uh, uh, get that additional pass, you may want to take advantage of it. All right, we are here in Canada, where we got the Maple bush de Noël. Is it's what it is is it's a maple mousse with cranberry rolled in a gingerbread chiffon, kind of a yuletide log. It sounds like everything I would want for Christmas. So what did you think, Madison?
1: I would say I I guess I had higher expectations for this Yulog cake. It it didn't taste terrible. But I didn't get the maple flavor. The cran—if there was maple, I, it was completely overwhelmed by the cranberry because it tasted really fruity.
0: So for me, I—it was fresh. It was—it was, um, it was uh, a little chilled, which I appreciated. It um, was not dry; it was moist, but it was bitter. I had a bitter taste to it. And I expected between the maple, yeah, cranberry can be bitter, but I expected it to be, have enough sugar added to it to kind of overthrow that. That's how most people do their cranberries. It it didn't quite work for me. That was a little on the side of disappointing. So it has been almost a year and a half since the parks reopened under covid Conditions and in that time, a few things have reopened along the way. There's still many things left open. One of the very cool things is in the UK, uh, shops on the right hand side, as you enter into that pavilion, have uh, reopened. The sportsman shop has reopened, and that's the one with lots of Beatles merchandise and uh, traditional. Kind of UK merchandise, some leather goods, and then the crown and the and crest has also reopened. There, the swords and uh, merchandise around that uh, nature. Uh, the toy soldier has not reopened yet. In fact, you can look through the windows and see that it has um, a lot of boxes. Uh, but it's still good to see the uh, park reopening uh, bit by bit. While I'm talking about the UK. I have to also mention uh, that if you haven't had a chance to see the Walt Disney Archives uh, piece, it's about an hour-long presentation on Disney+, Plus. Oh, definitely do that. It is so cool. And one of the great places they visit is a place where they house a lot of artwork, particularly um, matte paintings, many of which were done on glass. And they give a sample of one of these, and it is an um, Ellen Shaw painting done of the, the little village in Bedknobs and Broomsticks where, uh, that takes place in the film. And if you look at that image, you could swear that that must have been the inspiration for how they created the UK Pavilion. You can almost see that same kind of T-shaped uh, look uh, on that... Uh, uh, in that painting, it it really has. Uh, you could see that the pavilion has taken, taken its, uh, taken a page from that Ellen Shaw painting. And so, anyway, check out that Disney Plus special. So good, so impressive. You know, we talk about Disney nickel and diming you, and there, and it feels that way a lot. But let me tell you, they, they do put money in some important things. Not just returning to shareholder or to executive salaries. But their preservation of their heritage is impressive on many levels. And it's definitely worth checking out. There's always been a diverse uh, offering of entertainment that showcased how the holidays are celebrated around the world. Uh, For instance... uh, Holidays in France feature uh, Père Noël. Uh, there's a Hanukkah storyteller uh, not far from there. Uh, holidays in Italy featuring La Befana. In Japan, there's a Daruma storyteller. And there's a Las Posadas celebration in Mexico. In the UK, they've also had a... Uh, Father Christmas presentation, I think. I have a video of that, so I will try to share that with you as I have an opportunity on my YouTube, uh, J. Jeff Kober, and you can check it out on the post. It'll be shown there. Uh, But what makes it a little more unique this year is uh, one of the things you can always expect at the American Adventure is Well, a chance to visit with Santa Claus As you can at the Magic Kingdom And and times before at Disney's Hollywood Studios and elsewhere Disney Springs, for instance Disney has decided in the effort to create a more diverse offering To provide a variety of Santa Clauses of, of different uh, um, uh, backgrounds and uh, tones and it's it's kind of, and I'll have a picture of one of them, they're just delightful and they add so much joy to the celebration, whether they're part of a meet and greet here at Epcot or part of the parade in the Magic Kingdom. It is kind of good to see uh, somebody you can relate to as Santa Claus and I think that's at the heart of what Uh, they're trying to do with this uh, offering. Well, you can hear the sound in the distance. It's the candlelight processional, and it's just joyful to see it return uh, to Epcot. It just sets the tone for the entire season. It's been modified a little. A few less people in the choir and high school choirs aren't uh, allowed to join in uh, this particular a uh, season, but uh, it still produces an amazing sound it 's so great to actually be here for it Bart Millard is performing this evening he 's the guest narrator. Last week, it was Jody Benson who perfor- provided the narrative, and I tell you, she could not have been more thrilled, more overjoyed to be there. It seemed as if that was the first event she had been able to to do since uh, the pandemic had began. And she just radiated joy when I saw the performance. We we took that in as part of a package with uh, uh, Beer Garden. And uh, I tell you, I think we got value out of that. It wasn't my favorite meal, but it was a really good meal. And those who were with me loved the meal and loved the performances, both uh, the Candlelight Processional as well as the German uh, band that played. So it was a, it was a real win. And uh, this year, they've even provided some packages where you can uh, take in counter service restaurants like the Barbecue uh, at American Gardens, the uh, Smokehouse, Sam Eagle, Riggle Eagle Smokehouse. And, uh, and get a package, as I believe, for the event. It's kind of a, kind of a weird thing, but hey, it is uh, part of the, uh, the experience. And uh, guests are taking advantage of it. It's a full crowd here tonight as it was last night or last week when we attended. You can find uh, a lot of wonderful holiday decorations all through Epcot as you walk along the promenade, as you're in Future World. Where you're not likely to see them is actually in restaurants, in the shops I've seen them, but not in the restaurants. For instance, uh, the um, German uh, beer garden that I mentioned a few minutes ago. They often have holiday decorations, which goes so perfectly with that indoor thematic setting. Um, but uh, the rest of the restaurants, uh, for instance, the Crystal Palace of the Magic Kingdom didn't have any decorations. None of the restaurants I've been to in the last week or so. I did take a picture of Via uh, Napoli. Uh, they did have a few decorations just inside the front entry of the restaurant. But but you get to Tudor Italia and yeah, there's no... There is no decoration, so it's a little disappointing. I think it's really a COVID thing. Um, I think in time that'll all come back. But it is perhaps one of the, the less... Uh, again, I, I, I can't complain because the rest of the park looks amazing and very festive. And in fact, we're heading to one of the most festive little holiday shops in all of World Showcase. I won't even begin to pronounce the name of the Christmas Corner Shop in Germany. I'll I'll, I'll just slaughter it. But you know, this is Epcot's Christmas store, just like there is one in Liberty Square. And one, it's a wonderful shop, which hasn't reopened, unfortunately, during the pandemic, in the back corner of Disney's Hollywood Studios. This is uh, Disney's Christmas Shop. And it's lovely if you're not familiar with the tradition of hiding a pickle in the tree. And the person who finds it gets a little bit of a a little prize. It's kind of a fun little uh, tradition. But also what is really cute about that store, besides the fact that it's just decked out holiday-wise, is that uh, there's some really great, fun Mickey and Minnie and and, uh, Disney-style souvenirs, uh, Christmas... Uh, merchandise That is really worth checking out. And I've taken a picture or two and added it to the um, blog post. If there's one little disappointment, it's that the uh, Teddy Bar uh, shop is not open in Germany. The toy store that is just so cute and it's got some really unique kinds of toys. Yeah, I know. You could probably buy them all on Amazon now. But, but uh, still the The experience of shopping and seeing very unique toys uh, available and and different kinds of gifts uh, that side of uh, Germany has not reopened uh, yet. Also, I noted that the uh, that the train the train garden, which is running at night, uh, doesn't have any holiday decorations in it. Uh, though I do remember it seemed like it had some banners for food and wine, so I'm I'm humored by that, but. So it's a little spotty at times, but still there's a lot, of, a lot of feeling of Christmas as you walk around World Showcase. As I uh, come around the uh, refreshment outpost area, I see this market of uh, hand-drawn Christmas ornaments. And it reminds me that Disney's Festival of the Arts will be underway in approximately a month. I know we haven't even gotten to Christmas, much less New Year's. But uh, that is already being uh, promoted with its uh, entertainment and food and beverage and unique offerings. It is a fun festival and I look forward to uh, that event as well as as a brand new year. So all very cool. I'm here in Norway and can I give you an attraction hint? If you don't like the fireworks, which I do not understand, although one of my favorite couples told me this week they were not big on Harmonious, especially some of the musical numbers before the finale piece, that's another conversation. But if you want to go on Frozen Ever After, well, the standby entrance uh, right now, it's 9.23. Fireworks are at 9.45. The park closes at 10.00. I'm telling you, the standby entrance says 55 minutes right now. And uh, there is no line outside the building. Now, I can see the standby line in the building. And I see a lot of guests still going through the lightning lane of the um, entering into the attraction. So that's, that means that, that standby entrance or standby line isn't moving very quick. But I think if you waited... Until the fireworks are just a couple of minutes. If you want to just bypass the end of the fireworks, get in there right before 10. I wouldn't think you're waiting more than 10, maybe 15 minutes for Frozen Ever After. You'll remember that we've talked about Seven Dwarfs Mine Ride and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. These, these lightning lane um, additional uh, attra- uh, cost attractions to go on they do not really that you cannot trust the the listed time at the end of the day and I think that may be playing out here again those people right now that I'm looking at right inside the doorway they may be standing there for a good 30 to 40 minutes 40 minutes to tops but not 55 so and I think if you wait until just before the uh fireworks or even just a few minutes into the fireworks, you could get a pretty good deal on getting onto that attraction. Interesting. I have to say, it just smells wonderful inside Mexico. I don't know what it is, but it's just, oh, and it's beautiful. The Christmas lights are up inside um, the little colonial town, inside the building. Yeah, maybe not in the restaurant, you know, that whole thing. We talked about it, but still lots of Christmas lights in the village, in the shopping area. And it's just delightful. Not, not a big hue for a Grand Fiesta tour. Looks like a Cava de Tequila has a, has a longer longer wait than that. But um, great, great time to be here in Mexico. And I just love love the ambience of this pavilion It's really one of my favorite Epcot pavilions, and uh, I just love how uh, so much of it is indoors. Well, I'm standing here near the beautiful Christmas tree here in uh, Epcot at the Entrance to World Showcase. It's only a couple of minutes before Harmonious. I've got some eggnog in my hand and uh, Just uh, thinking about where I might enjoy the Harmonia show, I want to go on record for those listening that I think perhaps this is the best fireworks show that Disney has ever created um, worldwide. And believe me, I have seen my share. I would say that the 50th anniversary of Disneyland was a milestone in great fireworks Happily ever after was also unbelievably awesome, but this show is very impressive. Um, there, and yeah, I, I uh, I'm happy to defend that. So, <laughs> so, at any rate, uh, we'll just have to take the show on and enjoy it. Here in the new creation shop, which, again, I uh, did a review earlier. Love this shop, love how open, and uh, it's just beautiful. Um, the first is that there is a jeweled Mouseketeer-style hat, all gold jewels, and it's $1,000. It's part of the 50th anniversary mercantile selection And I cannot for the life of me understand why anybody would pay for that because they're not even real jewels. It is plastic, uh, resin-style... I just... I don't know. So, a luxe logo jeweled ear hat. Go figure. $1,000 for that puppy. Much uh, kind of cuter is... um, selection of ties but one in particular new one that's come out has space mountain on it it's a light blue again i have photos on the post of this 44.95 for that tie i remember when ties used to be just over the 20 dollars mark so that was a little on the high end but if you think that's on the high end then you ought to see the 50th anniversary you know They have all these gold statues throughout the parks. And you can buy them in a gold ornament version. And uh, they come in a set of five, for instance. One I'm looking at has Coco and um, and Olaf and Figment. Uh, But there are others. And they're five to a case. They're $50 a piece. So basically, you're paying $10 per ornament, which actually is a surprisingly good price. They said three things. I'm gonna mention a fourth, which are some other Christmas ornaments. And they are part of the uh, 50th oh anniversary. And they're kind of beautiful, but they are they are $100 a piece. There's one that's a tree of life, one that's Tower of Terror, and one that is Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth is uh, the prettiest of them all. They're not glass. They are kind of a light resin. I don't see a Cinderella castle. Maybe those are sold out, but uh, I'll take a photo of those as well. I think that brings us to an end this evening here at Epcot. I hope you've enjoyed. I wanted to be in the park to bring you this celebration of the holidays. And I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you could feel the, the energy and the, the sounds. And, and of course, if you go to Disney at Play, you can see all the sights in both uh, photos and videos. So be sure to check that out. Um, as well as check out our other offerings. J. Jeff Cobra is our YouTube. Please subscribe to that. And also check out the Patreon page, which is the Wayfinder Society. For as little as a dollar, you can... Well, you can be part of, of the magic with interactive tools and insights that you cannot get anywhere else. So be sure to check that out. We'll bring plenty more over the holidays and into the new year. We thank you for joining us. We know you have a choice in podcasts. We appreciate you joining us. Please subscribe. Have a happy holidays. We'll be back in a few days. And, uh, well, in the words of Sinbad's Storybook Voyage, always follow the compass of your heart.